Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Blake and Boomer are here for all of your weekly winners. Let's fatten up your wallet. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome, welcome to week three of the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Almost did break. See, that uh, didn't take long. The Deep Fried Bets Podcast, uh, week three. Uh, we're breaking down week two of the NFL season, week three of the college football season. Boomer is back. Boomer's actually at the beach, but uh, he was gracious enough to step away from his family. That's how dedicated he is uh, to, to chop it up with us for about an hour. Uh, record on Wednesday night. This would probably drop Thursday morning. Boom, how's uh, how's the weather down there in the, on the Gulf? Oh, it's, you know, it's good. Undisclosed island location, obviously, as, as people have uh, – come to understand but about three three fingers deep into a little bit of woodford from the future brother-in-law so you know got some nice slippery pillet picks that are ready to roll that's so nice nice of him to do that uh it's a good welcome to the family you know i personally probably would have sprung for a little more than woodford but you know hey it's about to be hard times costing that's right so uh yeah you're cutting in and out are you still with us uh all right, he's cutting in and out. Um, obviously, we don't have a landline down there, I don't think. Um, let's see if we can't get him. Boom, just speak if you can hear me. I can hear you. All right, he's back. Um, so Yeah, Bermuda doesn't have good cell reception this time of year. So it's a Bermuda. It was undisclosed now. We've went from undisclosed to the Bermuda. So, all right, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the beach here a little bit. Uh, so, like I said, week three, college football season, week two of the NFL season. Um Wild weekend last weekend. Um, obviously, looking at things from the gambling perspective, um, I went eleven and three on podcast picks, which is kind of absurd. Four and zero in my vault. One and zero in the lock of the week. Boom hit us with uh, two and two in his vault. Uh, zero and one is lock of the week. Six and eight overall. Um, so yeah. So before we kind of get too deep into this, I'll give you a little bit of a rundown. Obviously, um, we're gonna get to go over the marquee matchups of the week. That's what we do every week. Um, you're going to be watching them, so we kind of try to give you a side. I know, you know, for the most part, a lot of these big marquee games, there's not a ton of value, so we don't love, you know, personally betting on them, but we're still going to kind of talk about it, give you an angle. Most of the time, the stuff we love is going to be in our vault and our lock of the week, which will come towards the end, but um, we'll definitely still hit the main stuff. But uh, overall totals, 18-7-1 for me, 72%. Seven and zero in the vault, two and zero on lock. So I'm um, pretty, pretty good. Um, you know, you, you got to pay extra for that in Thailand, for right. right here. I mean, you should be paying extra for it here, but it's free. Uh, all you got to do, I mean, you don't have to do anything. We prefer you tell your friends about it. But uh, Boom's a steady thirteen and thirteen on the year, five and three in the vault though. So obviously, we'll bump, we'll bump those numbers up this weekend. Uh, but we're kind of looking back on week two of the college football season we'll start with that uh what anything stood out obviously the, the headliners are going to be texas a&m going down to app state which i had app state plus 19 in my vault or it's my lock but uh wasn't quite ready to give the money line and then alabama texas um that fiasco of a game what uh what stood out to you last weekend kind of you know heading into week three well i just can't believe that you had the balls to give out the uh plus 1300 money line of Abstate. I know. Right? Should have to ship it. I felt good about it. Gave you lots of reasons. Seemed like free money. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You just got to go all for it. 
See, I said I was anti-A&M, and I was like, oh, it's just because Nick Saban and Jimbo Fitz. I'm like, nah, they're just not good. Haynes King's arm might be worse than my five-month-old son's, but I digress. Go yeah, ahead. Haynes King was uh, definitely a disappointment. Almost as much of a disappointment as Russell Wilson on Monday night. Uh, man, let's ride. But, uh, yeah, so Brad Johnson's kids, his backup, Max, transfer from LSU. I'm betting – I mean, throw him in there. I, look, I'm, I'm all on the Max Johnson train. I, I think, think he gets, gets to see a little bit of the green this yeah. weekend against Miami. Yeah, I think Haynes King gets about a series, and if he doesn't score, then it's Max Johnson time. So, obviously, that was a headliner. Um, A&M goes down. Notre Dame went down. I don't think a ton of people expected a lot from. I mean, they were preseason top ten, but when were when are they not? Um, I think realistically, most people knew that this was not going to be Notre Dame's year. They go to, down to Marshall, um, Alabama A and M or Alabama Texas game. Obviously, the, the game most of are going to be talking about. I'm sure it's kind of been broken down from every angle that you, you know, can possibly imagine. Alabama gets out with a win. Um, the referee is just making up rules on the spot. It's kind of crazy. Um, what was your big takeaway from that one? Man, just unbelievable how weak Alabama's defense looked. Defense looked early okay. on. I mean, I mean there's a bend don't break. Kind uh, of dude, what happened? What happens? What happens if Ewer stays in that game? Though, I mean, it's definitely a loss, but just by how much? I, see, I hate the revisionist history. It's you know, Alabama probably comes. I don't. I mean. Yeah, it's easy to sit back. And I mean, it's a, it's a seven point loss for sure, but like from there, what's your Alabama take on it? I mean, I'm nervous. The, the offensive line kind of was going to, you know, last year it was really bad, and you lose a first round or top seven guy in Evan Neal, which you know, I I, I think at times you're a lot of that is you're you're drafting the physical specimen that is Evan Neal, not necessarily the production you got for three years, but. You know, it was it was going to be somewhat of an issue. You were hoping that you had enough playmakers and you know guys that could run around and and you know find the right holes and stuff. Bryce Young could bail you it, out some. Will Will Anderson made the play of the game, and Bryce Young is for sure the best player on the team. But besides that, right, the receivers are receivers weak. aren't good. You got to hope they you got to hope oh they come God. along. Um, we knew it was going to be a problem. I think Burton might be an actual spy for uh, Georgia. That's my new take. Uh, I don't think he's actually out there trying to win games for Alabama. I think he's trying to get information for Georgia to send back because I don't know what the hell that guy's done for two. The years. Gibbs kid looks good though. I mean, the Gibbs, yeah, the Gibbs kid will be good. An actual he was probably worker. our best receiver. Um, at, again, the I was listening to somebody earlier. It's like you know, the past three years Alabama's had like six of the top. 25 receiver commits or something crazy like that and it's like at least two of those dudes are going to be okay one of them left and Jai Hall but I, I think you got to kind of bet on at least one or two of those hidden Gibbs I'm like the, the receivers will get better um it it's going to be good for Alabama knowing that every week you step on the field you've got the best player on offense and the best player on defense with Bryce Young and Will Anderson regardless of who you're playing um that helps a lot. A race. Well, I, I just space. have a quick question: Is this is the Space Jam ball going to drop into the wide receivers' locker room this week? We hope. You know, give us. We hope that you know the You know, the the good part pushing out the uh, Charles Barkley and um, Patrick Ewing. I think was Larry Johnson. Hey, I appreciate maybe? you throwing out Charles Barkley. Shout out Charles Barkley. Yeah, ch- shout out Auburn Charles. alum. Right. Um, but yeah. Um, I mean. Alvin's got UL Monroe this week, Vandy next week. 
And then Arkansas, Arkansas is going to be a tough test, man. I love Arkansas. I, I told I love Arkansas. We no were doubt. At, Arkansas, we were watching, I am on the Arkansas bandwagon right now. We were now, watching the game at my buddy's house. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm about to go enroll in some graduate courses at Arkansas and just be a damn Arkansas fan right now because here's what they do. They're going to take – they have like – I think it's a combined like 535 pounds in their backfield between their starting quarterback and running back. They're going to run the ball right at your face and run you over. And if that doesn't work, they're going to take K.J. Jefferson and they're just going to chuck it up to their 6'5 receivers. Um, that that If you get a second, you haven't watched Arkansas play yet, and you you get some time, that is a fun-ass team to watch. Just pound it at your face. And if well, I mean, play, I just, just I feel like Sam – Sam Pittman the third went to the John Daly the third school like right. likability and it's just unbelievable. He is. How, he's like Orgeron if Orgeron was better and you could understand him better. Um he's a little less and redneck. didn't sleep with twenty one year right. old co-host. <laughs> he's a little less redneck at Orgeron. Um I love the somebody better bring some liquor to this party. I mean, just yeah, Arkansas, that's that's kind of one another takeaway. Love them. Um I don't know. I think that you know, everybody just kind of thought coming in it was going to be Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State in the class they're on. I'm not ready to say that's not the case. Um, I think that, you know, we'll see some more stuff. But, I don't know, speaking of Arkansas, Bobby Petrino, I think it's Central Arkansas now. Um, where is he exactly? That's who they play this weekend. And so that is going to be a lot of fun. But Petrino. Bobby Petrino is at Central Arkansas? Missouri State. Sorry, I don't know why I said Central Arkansas. Uh, Wait, did he leave? Did he leave Western Kentucky to, to take a improvement job at Missouri he got, State? He got fired, did he not? At Western Kentucky? Like, hold on. I'm looking this up. But he is the head coach at uh, Missouri State, who is who Arkansas plays this weekend. So, Man, live research. Live research right. on the go. On the podcast. That's what you're in for. Yeah, so no, I think it was just Missouri State from the get-go. Um, I don't know, but that's going to be fun. Yeah, I need to start watching some more Missouri State this year. Though. Right. You know, throw a little money on that this weekend. But, um, so, yeah, that's kind of the, the college football takeaway. Obviously, the NFL kicked back off last weekend. Oh, my God, thank you, Red Zone, for coming back into our lives. That that 320, you know, the witching hour, 320 Central, 420 Eastern, like right there when everything was in. And my parents came over. They were dropping some stuff off on their way out of town. And, like, my mom's just kind of sitting there trying to have a conversation. She's like, hey, I love you. Just move. Like, just go sit over there for 10, 15 minutes. Let this this whole, you know, thing finish up. And then we'll 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 chat about whatever you want. But, like, this is nonsense. Just everything in it at once. Um, you know, we're not going to do the hot takeover reaction Monday things. Is there anything? I just appreciate that there is a ton of parody in the NFL right, right. now. I can't That's think of a time where there has been more parody. Right. That's what I was going to ask. I mean, obviously, the Bills won the Super Bowl on Thursday night. But aside from that, like, the, you know, I, I don't want to do hot takeover reaction because it there's going everything is going to look totally different. Like, I, I've seen so many Green Bay takes uh, through Monday and Tuesday. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, the same shit happened last year. But, um, did you see anything? I mean, the one thing, the, the one, injury. the only thing I'll talk about. No, I don't. I don't care about that. That was an immediate loss of money, unfortunately. Once I put in right. uh, the Cowboys money line, but the Broncos are coached by somebody that clearly does not understand the game of football. See. And, I'm it not, is just it, it's it's just it's a, it's egregious, and I'm I not willing to do that either. That's the take. I have a personal uh, vendetta on mm-hmm. that game. 
because I had the Broncos money line uh, after the first quarter at minus one ninety five, and uh, I took a uh, a very severe financial hit yeah. from the minus one ninety five. So personally, Nathaniel um, Hackett's on your Russell, your blacklist. I didn't even know who the coach was. If if we're being honest, I, I saw that. Clearly, the Broncos had better players, and yeah. uh, I was like, maybe the better players are going to be able be able to actually win the game. But uh, somehow, somehow, a uh, irrelevant coach lost me money personally. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, Broncos will, will be will be bet against from the um, from my household for the rest of the season. I'm going to yang. I'm going to yang to your yin there. I mean, I think they'll. I don't know. Like it was his first game coaching. Like. He came out. Oh, today. you can tell. No, you can tell. Yeah. I think there was a wet spot on his pants that I actually mean, trilled. He from, came uh, out today, all the way down his left leg. He came out today and it's like, yeah. In retrospect, you know, we definitely should have went for it. I mean, which is what you got to do. Like, you know, Pete Carroll, I think, is still defending, uh, throwing the ball and you know the two yard line against the Patriots in the Super Bowl when it's just like everyone in the world knows you turn around and you hand that ball off to Marshawn Lynch. But like, at least Hackett two day later is just like, all right, yeah, I, I screwed that up. Like, we should have went for it. You know, we have a $265 million quarterback. We probably should have went for it. Um, I think they'll be fine. I mean, obviously, it might be something to monitor going forward. I probably won't bet on them for a week or two just to kind of see how he handles the the whiplash and the, the in-game situational coaching. Um, I mean, he comes from Green Bay. I, I think they'll be fine. Um, I don't love Ru- Russell Wilson. Like, I think he's been overrated for a couple of years now. Uh, I think that's more my takeaway. He played fine. Um, I'm sure it was an emotional game. He's just a weirdo. But uh, Russell Wilson is is uh, the new generation's um, Philip Rivers, no doubt about it. It's always going to be a close game at the end. But I mean, he's been that way I for would, ten years. In reality, I mean, it's not as publicized look, as Rivers because it's usually not as dramatic. But like, I don't know when they, this, the, the game was they, made to kick the field goal. A Yeti cup was dented. And oh, that's impressive. It was so egregious at that point that I'm not a person that thinks games get thrown. But if he got an extra hundred grand to make sure that they didn't win that game, I, I wouldn't doubt it. See, I don't know that a hundred grand swing a coach at that level, but uh, I mean, it, again, it's something to mind. He's got to be the lowest paid coach if he's a no name, and he uh, clearly sucks. No, so. he came from the no, he came from Arthur Smith, your boy in Atlanta, might be the lowest. I mean, good God. This is my take I threw out on a, on a Twitter the other day. Um, how much money does Arthur Blank to Kirby Smart at the end of the year? Um, I, I think – I don't know. I think that's something to monitor. Here, here's a new one. Do coaches matter? Yes, they matter to a certain oh, extent. Oh, yeah, they clearly matter because they choose to kick the football on fourth yeah. and five right there. With, I had no I idea. Think, what was a minute and five with three – Timeouts left. Yeah, the three. So yeah, they clearly was, matter. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. That was, I mean, it mattered for Pete Carroll. I think he, you know, had him ready to go. But, I am personally offended and hurt by that game, so we can move it. on. Open wound. But, we'll bring it up next week. See yes, takes, but uh, egregious, I, I totally egregious all the way through. So there we go. That's uh, that's the take on that one. Um, all right. So overall, great week one. Uh, week two is coming up this week. Starts off uh, again. This will probably post first thing Thursday morning. So tonight. Chargers versus the Chiefs. Welcome back, football. Welcome back, Thursday night football. This is going to be on. I'm going to tell you right now because you're probably going to flip your TV to NBC at 7 p.m. Central and get very pissed off when you see like the Westminster Dog Show or something. I don't know what they're running tonight, but uh, this is on Amazon Prime. Uh, you've got to like go through your app. 
I don't know how it's going to work. I think you just pull up like an Amazon device and it'll, you know, probably throw it right in your face. But it's going to be on Amazon. They got Al Michaels and they're running Herb Street with them, which is I'm interested to hear. Um, but regardless, it's Chargers plus four at the Chiefs. I mean, probably the game of the weekend. I hate that it's on a Thursday night. Hopefully it won't matter as much because it's the second game of the year. So the rest factor won't, you know, be killer. But Chargers plus four at Kansas City. Both teams won opening weekend. Um, I'll kick us off here. I like the Chiefs at home. Uh, I know me and you, Boom, historically have been on these home favorites on a short week. I don't know, how again, how much it matters in week two. But everyone's out here anointing the Chargers. I know that, you know, obviously people love Mahomes too. And they've kind of been off him in the offseason. They came back last weekend after he was masterful against the Cardinals. But you still kind of have a lot of Chargers love out there. They're good, no doubt. Want to know, beat the Raiders, you know, win a divisional game. But I don't understand. So I watched, you know, it was kind of had it on the red zone at that point. I was red zone only. I came upstairs from the three TV setup. And, you know, it was just kind of going back and forth. So I didn't get to, like, watch it in depth. But Herbert was playing like a god. Um, and he's unreal. He was awesome. And uh, Derek Carr had, like, three picks. And it was still a five-point game like pretty much the whole time, like I don't understand why did Kansas City or why was uh, San Diego, San Diego, why was LA not able to put them away? And I don't know, just, you know, give me the short week at home minus four. I'm guessing you're on the same side, but what's your take here? Uh, I am. Unfortunately, I, uh, I'm taking the Chiefs minus four. I hate the number, honestly, yeah, because it's come off of that like ridiculous uh, overblown win that's going to for sure inflate better perception this week coming into it. But uh, the home Thursday night games, I'm going to be all over them this year as usual. Uh, I I like the Chargers moving forward. I do. I, I, I think I they're too. a sneaky yeah. good team. I think the Raiders are a good team. I think they beat a good team last week. But the four <sighs> – I hate it so much. I almost like it because it kind of makes a little bit no sense because the Chargers will get public support as the year goes on. But um, I'm also on the Chiefs. Yeah, as of right now, 66% of the bets are on the Chiefs, 60% of the money. So not a huge discrepancy there. Um, it's in Arrowhead. Um, over, I think it's like 54 Probably some value on the under, but I just can't in good faith tell you to take the under in a game with Patrick Mahomes and um, Justin Herbert. Seems like every time these two have played, it's been a really good game. I'm pumped for it. You know, I'm going to be locked and loaded on it. Um, but, yeah, kind of with you. Let's go minus four there. Uh, so that's the only Thursday night game. No college football again tomorrow unless there's – or tonight unless there's some kind of like D2 game. There's no D1 or FBS, whatever the hell they call it now. Um, got two Friday night. Louisville and Florida State, and then Wyoming and Air Force. Um, so we're going to give you one each. Boom, who did you uh, take in your Friday night slate? Uh, you know, I mean, I want to go uh, Wyoming in this one just because, you know, they're out there just trying to get after it a little bit. But um, I think I've got to go Syracuse. What Syracuse is not playing on Friday night? <laughs> Syracuse is playing Purdue on uh, 
on Saturday. We're going to talk about that, thanks to Jim Schalk. But uh, no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about middle of the week, middle of the week next week. Wyoming is playing Air Force Friday night. Yeah, give me Wyoming plus fifteen. All right, plus fifteen. As you know, we hit on earlier. Boom's been at the beach. He's uh, he said three fingers deep of uh, Woodford. If I do recall, I think we might can triple that number. But I'm I'm on uh, Wyoming as well. Again, Florida State, Louisville. I'm not touching that. Uh, again, we'll watch it. But but next week, I'm all over Syracuse. Right. Okay. Next week. Just um, go ahead, bugs go ahead that, that in now. Don't get, worry about get, no, get a good get a good line <laughs> right now. It's already out, boys. Uh, week week three. Just forget about that. Go ahead and take the the orange in week four. But no, um, yeah, I'm on Wyoming too. It's at home. Uh, 15 points. Air Force Service Academy week to week. A little tougher. To prepare for, but uh, I don't know. I just like the historical relevance. You're playing up in Laramie. Uh, the weather's not going to be crazy. It's supposed to be like 60. They've like 18 degree winds, though, or 18 mile an hour winds, they say. So I don't know. It's tough to beat a team by a lot more than that and, and winds like that. So I'll just take the, the home dog at 15 on a Friday night. So now we're going to roll into Saturday. Um, Kind of a weak overall slate in terms of ranked matchups, but it seems like every time we get a week like this is when the crazy shit happens. It kind of did last week too. Um, I think college football is just going to be crazy year uh, weekend and week out this year. Um, so we got uh, the marquee matchup is I don't know game days in Boone. You got Troy versus App State. We're not hitting on that, but we will hit on. Auburn versus Penn State. I'm glad they didn't reward Auburn with a game day because they don't deserve it. Neither of these teams is very good. Sorry, Boom. Um, Penn State three point road. Oh, Auburn sucks. Yeah, three point Auburn road sucks. favorites in Auburn. You going to this? Uh, no, no. I decided to uh, not be a part of the uh, torture chamber this weekend. All right. Well, what's your uh, what's your take on it? I mean, it's it's bad. Down there, I mean, if TJ Finley is the is the starter, then you know, kind of all hope is lost. And Penn State sucks. But I mean, Robbie Ashford looked okay running around out there. What's the deal? I don't know. Robbie Ashford's fast, but he makes terrible decisions. So, you know, there's really only one dynamic, and it's uh, run the ball four times, and if you don't get a first down, you punt after that. So, I don't know, Penn State. Seems like they, um, they have at least some wherewithal to be able to pull out a game, as shown in that Purdue game that ripped my heart out earlier this season. Right. I, I get where the three's coming from. Um, in this one, I don't really have a huge side, but I think that Auburn is going to struggle to win the game. I think that it will be close just because Penn State is terrible. But I think that if you have to take a side, then you'll feel way better taking Penn State whenever you see it's 14-3 to and TJ Family has three picks and Robbie Ashford's in there trying to win the game back. Running back for you. As opposed opposed to having Auburn plus three and, you know – Senior, you're, you're down fourteen to three at half, and knowing that there's not a chance to cover. Yeah, and it's a rare, you know, home at a conference dog um, here in the SEC. 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't uh I don't love either side again. It'll be on CBS game. Um it's I don't know. I mean Clifford is I, what the hell like the freshman's he's look not good. good. He's, yeah, the no, freshman's look good. pretty good for Penn State. So I think you'll see no. him. So, I mean, he's I don't say he's better than Clifford, but like he brings a little bit of dynamic. I don't know. Um again, I don't think either of the team is great. I think uh Apparently Auburn's bringing out this. They may be wearing orange jerseys, which is getting you know Auburn Twitter all in an uproar, which should be exciting to see uh, if they do. Yeah, that, that would be not. the most Boise State thing I could think of if they came out in Auburn in Auburn orange jersey. Well, there you've got the guy for it. So I'm I'm giving the under in this under forty seven and a half. Both uh, we've hit on it. Both offenses suck. I think if anything, you know, you might be in some T.J. Finley pick six territory. I mean, Clifford throws some picks, but nothing crazy. I mean, both both defenses are, I think, are pretty good. I don't think Penn State's elite. I think Auburn's definitely got a leg up on defense. Um, Penn State probably has a little bit of a leg up on offense. It's not going to be an exciting game. Uh, it'll be exciting for the fans just because you know, big atmosphere. You don't get a lot of these home and homes. Uh, Penn State beat Auburn last year, uh, kind of controversial up in Happy Valley. I think Auburn was better last year. I think Penn State was probably better last year. You lose Jahan Dotson, who obviously already made a difference. Yeah, but Bo Nix is a pretty good quarterback as shown. Yeah. This year, he's really rolling it in. I don't year. know if you watched that uh, first Oregon game, even though they did beat Eastern Washington by like seventy last week. He uh, he did not look good against Georgia. They uh, they have BYU this week. That'll be entertaining. But I'm going to go under forty seven and a half as an official pick here. Um, I actually feel pretty good about that. Uh, again, don't love a side either way. I would probably honestly lean Auburn just because of the value of the home SEC underdog. But instead, I'm going to give out the forty seven and a half under. Uh, next one is what uh, names Texas a people have to be pissed off. So uh, it's, it should have been the game day game. It's Miami at Texas A&M. Uh, Miami's actually five and a half point road underdog at Texas A&M. The weird ass cult with their, you know, and the, the yell practice went viral and it was the strangest thing anybody had ever seen. And everybody's like, what the hell? So yeah, they do this every week. Uh, you can't spell agriculture without cult. So um, that's kind of where that one comes from. It's five and a half. Again, I don't want anything to do with this game, but it's probably the best game on the schedule. Uh, Texas A&M again lost to App State. We kind of hit on that earlier. I think had that not happened, I would have been all over Miami. I think the number wouldn't have changed much. I think it'd probably be eight and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half. Um, but instead, it's five and a half. Um, it seems like the sharps are hitting Miami early. I don't know if that will change later in the week. I think it opened at eight and is now down to five and a half. So um, I'm going to go Texas A&M just because I think they have a little value right now. Um, I'm Again, I'm not on it right now. I'm going to watch, see how it plays out. I might get something on it later in the week. But I'm going to give out Texas A&M minus five and a half at home. I, you know, if this game is next year, I don't know. I mean, A&M obviously has some good recruiting classes too. I think Crystal Ball will build that program up. I don't think they're there yet. Um, I just, I guess I'll take the depth of the SEC team. Jimbo better win this one. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I don't, I don't think he's in risk of getting a midseason firing. They go eight and four, seven and five again uh, with that recruiting class. Get smashed by Alabama, smashed by another good team. They got money out there. They're not afraid to buy him out. So I think. Might be a little heat on him as of now. What's your take here, Ben? Hey, I'm not going to lie. I uh, didn't hear anything that you just said prior to you saying what's your take on this, but I'm assuming it's the Miami game. And uh, I think Jake Sadin's quarterback is 
so egregiously bad that you're actually not getting value on this game. The fact that you're able to get Miami plus, with a plus number over a field goal it shocks me. And I'm just going to go ahead and take Miami. Miami's 2-0. They've looked good in their first two games. I think Mario Cristobal's a new coach. Against Southern Miss and Bethune-Cookman? Like, I don't I don't give a damn. At least they don't have their confidence totally shattered. I mean, shit. Texas A&M looked terrible last week. Yeah. And I'm a prisoner of the moment. I, I can't help it. I think that Miami, like I said earlier this year, I like Miami – to compete for the ACC and potentially be a playoff team. So how can I not go for them right here? So right. I wish I got a better number. I wish I, I think that this number probably if Texas A&M doesn't look as terrible as they did last week, most likely is around nine and a half. But I'll still take the five and a half and be on my way. I'm probably yeah. going to have a little bit on the money line. Yeah, I was saying it opened at, uh, it opened at eight. And then it's now at five and a half. Um, so right now you've got 73% of the. Um, oh, it's overwhelming. Yeah, it's yes. overwhelming. Count the, and better count. But they, yeah. but both sides could be on the same side. That's true. I mean, you know, you're not going to have a lot of people on a Monday and a Tuesday hammering it. Um, it'll be interesting to watch. I'll kind of keep it updated on Twitter. Again, follow us along there. Uh, so those are really your only college game i actually we're, we're gonna add one but we'll add it here in a second so um those are the ones we're kind of hitting on now uh nfl another good you know noon slate um you know i think there's six games in the early window then four in the second window uh you got two monday nighters and then the one sunday nighter we'll start with the sunday nighter uh the packers and bears we kind of hit on it earlier packers look terrible bears beat a good 49ers team in a monsoon you can't put any stock into that game whatsoever i've already seen all the the hot take shows doing the Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo thing. It's like, no, like let's, let's get through another couple of games, but regardless, um, bears won, uh, Packers loss. So it's uh minus 10 in green Bay, Aaron Rodgers uh, versus Justin Fields. What's your take? Dude, you gotta take the 10. It makes no sense. Like I say every single time, Las Vegas does not operate charities. 10 points in this game is clearly Clearly, them trying to bait people into taking the beer. So, I'm going to blindly assume that they did not partner with UNICEF this year as a main sponsor, and I will be on the Packers minus 10. Yep, I'm with you. Um, this is probably the biggest disparity, too, as of now, in terms of public money versus – or public bets versus money. Uh, take account, 63% are on the Bears at plus 10. 74% of the money is on the Packers. So there's a 37% difference. Um, this kind of lines up to last week, and I I wish that I would have caught this whenever we recorded the podcast. But that Panthers-Browns line, right? they were just baiting you to take the Panthers in that one. And I wanted to take the Panthers. I, I was like, hey, the Panthers look great right here. But – Looking at that line, it's, it's so obvious. And yeah. this seems like they're trying to clean house when all the games are over on Sunday. Yeah. Um, as we always say, you know, in regards to the NFL, like these people are professionals. 10 points is a lot of points. But yeah, I think Rodgers, he's talked enough shit about the Bears. You know, he keeps doubling down on the I own the Bears thing. Um, and he, he can't go out and lay a dot. Again, he did the same thing last year against. Uh, New Orleans, he was actually way worse, and then they, you know, still went thirteen and four, whatever it was. He won the MVP again. 
I don't think he's going to win the MVP. I don't think they're going to win their division. I think they'll beat the shit out of the Bears. That like, I mean, I think you could see like a thirty-five to ten here. Um, that offense is terrible in Chicago. You know, just weird stuff happens in monsoon games. You know, Fields had a couple touchdowns in the second half. I just, I'm not putting much stock into that. So yeah, I'm with you. Packers minus ten. Uh, next up, Monday Nighters. So there's two Monday Nighters. I don't really know why. Uh, I like it, but you've got an ABC game and an ESPN game. So maybe this is part of the new rights deal, and that was why they were able to afford uh, Buck and A, or that was their justification for getting Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Um, so the first one, Titans plus ten at the Bills. Uh, I'll start us off here. Again, a minute ago, I said, hey, uh, these are professionals. You know, 10 points is a lot. I'm going to continue my theory there. I like the uh, – I don't like the Titans. I'll be fading them a lot this year, but I'm going to take the 10 here. Uh, they were a one seed last year in the AFC. Not a lot has changed. I don't think they'll be a one seed. Don't know that they'll make the playoffs. But coming off a bad loss when they probably shouldn't have lost, uh, Saquon just took over. Uh, Daniel Jones couldn't do anything. Defense is still really good. Um Again, the Bills won the Super Bowl last Thursday. I know a, little, a couple days extra rest. Be a little more helpful for Buffalo, but I still like Tennessee plus 10 on the road. Um, don't think they're going to win, and it might be something where you're needing something late, but I still am going to take the the safe side in the 10 here, Boom. Yeah, I, uh, I have to agree. I think this is the biggest value play uh, week over week. Um Going into this week, I, everything you said is just – it's value on both sides. There was an egregiously large win by the Bills when probably shouldn't have gotten that out of hand. And there was a pretty bad loss from the Titans. And mix those two together, you get a beautiful value cake, and I'll be uh, cutting into a piece of it on Monday night. Oh, there we go. Baker Boom over here. I like it. Um, yeah, so I think we're both on that, the right side there. Uh, the second Monday night game, you've got the Vikings plus two in the hook at the Eagles. So this would tell you that the Vegas kind of values both teams equally if it's on a neutral site. Maybe even has the Vikings a little bit of a favorite. Um, both teams won. Uh, Vikings obviously had the dominant win against the Packers, um, and then the Eagles beat the Lions. So, boom, where you're on on this one? Man, I kind of, I kind of hate the Vikings this year, and uh, they had a very impressive win last week. I was on them last week only because you were getting a little bit of value with them being the home dogs uh, rolling into the weekend. But I'm, I'm high on the Eagles this year. Uh, I had the Cowboys win the division. Clearly, that's not going to happen. I'm glad that I know that after week one. So I'll be riding the Eagles train from here on out. I mean, you're getting, what is it, two, two and a half right now? Uh, you're getting a little bit of value with the Eagles. Go ahead and give me the Eagles. I think they're, I think that they're the team that's going to clearly stand out for that division and kind of roll with it for the yeah, next several weeks. I'm with you. Um, it's rare that a, uh, an opposing team's injury that you didn't play boosts your spirits. But I think them watching Dak go down kind of, you know, it's like, Hey, let's just go get this division locked up by week seven by the time he comes back. Um, so AJ yeah. Brown though, I mean, AJ Brown, very, very maybe don't, surprisingly. Maybe don't just give, I mean, they basically traded him straight up for Traylon Burks. I think Burks is going to be good. And, you know, obviously Philly had to pay him. Um, and I mean, there's another draft pick attached too, but, Man. AJ Brown was better, much better than I expected. Yeah, he's early, early in the season. He's really good. Is Jalen Hurts a good quarterback? 
He's a great regular season quarterback, a great fantasy quarterback. I, I think they're gonna, <laughs> they'll lose the first week of the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, – yeah, I'm with you. I love the Eagles here. Um, again. Seems like a good dude, you know. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's, he's healthy. Yeah, I think you jump jump your car off if you uh, broke down the side of the road. Yeah, he'll jump really your so. car off and he'll cover for you on Monday night. So what more can you ask for out of a guy? I think that you're uh, – you know, the Eagles, they had that game wrapped up the whole time against the Lions. Thankfully, they kind of gave up, and the Lions were able to come back a little bit towards the end and, and cover the spread. I think that'll give them enough to kind of motivate themselves. A little more practice this week, too, that. And, I mean, again, the DAC thing, it's a weird thing, but I think that that's kind of, you know, gives them a little more motivation to go and, and get every early early season win they can. So uh, that's the scheduled stuff. We had a bonus one. Uh, Jim Shock on Twitter wanted to know about the Syracuse versus Purdue game. Uh, again, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, wherever. We'll We'll cover anything. So uh, Boomer already hit on Syracuse for week four, but you know week three they're playing Purdue at home. Um, it's at open at plus one and a half for Syracuse is now down to minus one and a half. So the little three point swing. Uh, do you have anything on this yet, Boom? Oh yeah, absolutely love the Bullermakers, of course. Yeah, okay. I'm assuming the Bullermakers are going to have such an egregiously good win this week that's going to give me value on Syracuse next Thursday. Okay. Um... I am fading you here. I like uh, Purdue – or I like Syracuse. Uh, Garrett Schrader, kid from uh, Mississippi State, transferred up there. and more, Looks more like Garrett uh, Shredder the first couple weeks. Been really good, <laughs> over 70% completion percentage. Um, I like Syracuse at home, minus one of the hook. Um, I don't know. Brom, I don't want to say – he just hasn't been, you know, what I thought he was going to be at Purdue. Maybe he is that at Louisville down the line. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to fade Brom, go with uh, Syracuse at home, minus one and a hook. So, that's our scheduled stuff. Again, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Uh, we'll, we'll cover some stuff for you. Uh, so, now's the fun time of the, the show. We have what's called our vault. Uh, it's our four favorite non-scheduled games, so games we haven't already covered. Um, Boom usually has the honors, but I'll go first here. Um, and let you kind of follow in the lead. Um, so first up, I'll start. I've got Nebraska plus 11 playing Oklahoma. I hate betting on Nebraska. I said I would never do it. I already blacklisted you can't, them. you can't bet on Nebraska. They yeah. have given up. They are, uh, I don't even I'm, know. Maybe Keith Richards right now is equivalent of a human being than Nebraska is. I'm hey, he's still got some bangers. Um, you know, the Rolling Stones put on a decent show. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna bet on the morale boost of firing Scott Frost. Um, I just it obviously did not work out and it was a terrible situation. Uh obviously it was the everyone loved the hire when it happened. You wouldn't have found a negative word about it, but uh it didn't work out. So they fired Frost after the weekend last weekend against Jordan Southern. Can't believe they fired him. You don't have uh, the balls to like carry it through one yeah. more season. Yeah. Loved seeing Clay Helton. You know, didn't know he was still out there. I I, I forgot they hired <laughs> him in the office. Yeah. I thought that he was still an insurance in South they, Washington. They flipped over. I was like, whoa. And I was like, oh yeah, they hired him this off season. Uh so yeah. Um <laughs> good to see him. Good to see he's yeah. still out there. Mickey Joseph yeah. This game opened at four, or like I don't know if it opened, but like it was the number was four at one point, and uh, at seven and a half, seven is, is a lot. Uh, Mickey Joseph's the interim, he was on the staff in LSU during 2019 season. Uh, he's like this isn't head coach to Orgeron. I think it's a little addition by subtraction with Frost. I'm going to take the 11, probably not going to like it, probably going to be very, very pissed off at myself for giving it out, but uh, I'm still going to ride with it. I think there's value. Uh, Saints, I actually just got them at plus three about 30 minutes ago against the Bucks. I'm going to tell you, if you are on 
you're thinking about taking action on this game, take it now. I don't really understand why the line is where it is, but uh, the Bucks won last week dominant fashion against the Cowboys, who are terrible. Uh, the Saints came back and beat the you know Falcons, which is just I don't understand how this keeps happening to them. Um, but you know the Bucks have they're a great live bet. I mean, if yeah. anybody needs to you know let out the coffers before the second window games on Saturday or on Sunday. Take just, whoever's playing Atlanta. Just, yeah, live bet whoever's playing against Atlanta. Get a good money line on them. Yeah. Um, I think the Saints have – I don't think Brady has beaten them in the regular season since he got there. I don't know what that matters, but it's in New Orleans. a place to be crazy as hell. Again, you're getting plus three if you get it right now. I think this will be close to a pick or a minus – if not minus one, I think you'll see kind of what happened with the Vikings and the Packers last week. Uh, if you are wanting money on this, get it now. Uh, because, I, like I said, I would be shocked if it's not close to a pick, if not minus one uh, New Orleans at kick. So, Saints plus three. Jaguars plus four against the Colts. Uh, Jaguars at home, kind of a hot human thing. Colts are playing in a dome. It's tough to simulate that. We kind of hit on it with Utah and Florida a couple weeks ago in college football. A little bit different situation, but it's still hot to si- or hard to simulate the humidity that is Jacksonville. Uh, Duval plus four probably should have beat the commanders in the second half. They moved the ball a lot, just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. The Colts looked terrible against the Texans, somehow pulled out a tie. They did cut uh, hot rods. So it'll be interesting to see what happens at the kicking position. But I'll still roll with Jacksonville plus four. And then the final one, it's, it, it might be a kind of, you know, grab your ankles and, and just hope for the best. But I'm going to go Fresno plus 13 in the hook against USC on Saturday night. Um, over 74 in this game. Fresno's coming off a loss to uh, Oregon State. USC looked really good against Stanford. Kind of let Stanford, you know, I think they won like by 14 or 13, but, you know, Stanford scored some late. Stanford had like two red zone turnovers, though. So they're moving the ball a little bit. I think Fresno um, quarterback Hamer, Hamer, I forget. He's, he'll first or second round pick next year. I'm going to take the 13 uh, and a half against USC, maybe a little bit of a letdown spot here for Lincoln Riley. So Nebraska plus 11, Saints plus three, Jags plus four, and Fresno plus 13 is my vault. Boom, what you got? Man, I've got too many out there that I just had to narrow it down. And the first one I'm starting with is Oregon minus three and a half versus BYU. Where is that number coming from? Nowhere. I, I, just, I don't understand. Yeah. Like I said, my charity out there. So give me Oregon minus the three and a half. Most likely, you will be able to get three, possibly two and a half before the game starts on Saturday. Then rolling on down to my boys over UTSA Roadrunners. Yep. No team playing Alabama or Alabama opponents week after or something egregious like three and 275. Against the spread, I figured this um, might. I figured that my game might come five minutes later, like it's going to for me. But but go ahead. Yeah, don't uh, don't hold me to that that specific research data. No, I think that's right. Know, I do zero research, but give me UTSA plus one and a half against Texas. Seems like easy money. Then Hubert Freeze getting sixteen and a half against. I love Wake yeah. Forest. Love the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. I've been all over them the past couple of years. 16 and a half seems a little bit too much for a guy that actually gives a shit about the spread. Give me that. And then for all of you people out there that love the Mountain West Network, 
you're going to get to tune into a good one at 3 o'clock. UNLV minus 2.5 against North Texas. Game of the day right there in front of you. Okay. Give me UNLV minus 2.5. UNLV minus 2.5. Liberty plus 16.5. UTSA plus 12.5. And Oregon minus 3.5. Boomer's Vault. I like it. Um, good value plays. I had a couple of those circled as well, and you'll hear one of them here in just a few seconds. Speaking of... It is that favorite time of everyone's in the program where uh, we call in our old friend who wore a black Speedo-looking thing and came in the ring shirtless and smashed a bunch of cold beers together and, you know, in our instance, give out uh, locks to the people. So cue that music, baby. Let's hear it. The Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week. Like Stone Cold had cold beer coursing through his veins. We have winners coursing through ours right now. Um, I'll go ahead. You kind of hit on it a minute ago, boom. Uh, UTSA, Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners, plus 12 in the hook uh, against Texas. Again, I think Texas is going to be much improved. I think Sark's got that thing headed in the right direction. But for a lot of the reasons you hit on, you just played a physical team. You you played your Super Bowl. Um, you know, Texas fans can get pissed off if they want. That was their Super Bowl. They did everything. I've never seen a fan base lose a week two game and be more proud of themselves than that. Um, like the fan or the the players were like tweeting and putting out Instagram messages about how much they appreciated the fans. I'm like, y'all, y'all lost. Uh, Gary Patterson put out this big thing on Twitter about how appreciative he was of all the kind words. I'm like, you lost. Um you know, you can debate the semantics of it, but like you're still leaving there with a one and one record. I just it hang over this. I'm gonna have money on the money line too. Um, it's actually it's like 385. I figured it'd be closer to like 450 or so. But uh UTSA plus 12 and a half. I've already locked in max bet on it. Um absolutely love it. Uh Frank Wilson, Texas San Antonio, they're really good. Um and and I think you'll see that on Saturday. And of course, it'll be more of a oh, well, if Alabama really isn't that good. You know, they they barely beat a team that lost to Texas San Antonio. I'm, I'm giving you the headline now. Um, so there it is, Ben. What's your uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin like of the week? Well, what have I taken the past two weeks, you think? Um, who are we missing? Georgia State? <laughs> the past two weeks, I think I've taken uh, uh, the, uh, the Alabama, Alabama first half. First half time, yeah. Right. Yeah, unfortunately, Alabama proved they are terrible last I got, week and I had untrustworthy. Money, I had money count. on that. Uh, I hopped on it after we hopped off last week, and then I saw a stat like 30 minutes before kickoff that said 96% of the tickets were on Alabama first half, and I was like, shit. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you can't trust Alabama. They they, they suck. They're unmotivated. Um, pretty much a disappointment all around. So, uh Obviously, the lock this week is Alabama first quarter minus 12 and a half. Alabama first quarter minus 12 and a half. Yeah, I think that's probably a good bet. Uh, I saw a bunch of former players. Obviously, I don't. We'll see how motivated they are. You know, I mean, is they a good coach? Is he going to get them? Is he going to get them rolling? Terry Bowden or uh, one of the Bowdens on the sideline. Yeah. So uh, I had some, you know, obviously connected Alabama program and, and saw some some tweets and talked to some guys and they were just like I am the happiest person in the world and not have to be on that sideline this week or on practice this week because that's going to be brutal so um all right Alabama minus 12 and a half first quarter and I'm on Texas San Antonio um 
usually when me and Boom align on stuff that we don't plan on, it it works out pretty well. So uh, hopefully that continues on Saturday. So thanks uh, for tuning in again, as always. Just tell tell your friends we're we're giving out free winners over here. Like you've got to you can pay for services that don't touch what we're giving you for free right now. So you know, just spread the word. Tell your friends. Uh, check us out, Deep Fried Bets. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all over the place. I kind of get to get the Instagram back active. Uh, obviously, check out Deep Fried Breaks as well. Um, same thing, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's um, kind of the more business side of things, if you will. But then, um, what are you going to send us into the weekend with here? I'll just skip along the money trail. There's always a pot of gold at the end of it. And uh, this is the pot of gold, right? Pot of green well, gold, if you will. I'll tell you, Alabama first first quarter is definitely a pot of gold. It just depends on how much money you want to make off of it. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. Uh, thank you, friends, as always. And we will catch you next week on the Deep Fried Bats podcast.